Hey, ladies, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Kitchen Sink Podcast. This is the live version where you can see me on camera, come into the Zoom room. Um, and so before we get started, we've got a couple people here, and I'm going to stream this to Facebook. This is our normal thing that I have to do for the first couple of minutes. I've got um, Carissa here. We're going to talk about her solar experience. Let me just get this to the right page. Uh, I think that's right. Why is this not showing up? Hmm. I'm not sure why this isn't showing up now. What? Uh, for some reason, the Facebook group is not showing up. Uh, let me see here. Hmm. Okay. So we've got something going on with Zoom today. So I might just have to post this after the fact, ladies. Yeah. So sorry, no Facebook today. Let me start. Let me start Instagram. Let me get back to where I was. Uh, I apologize. This is what we have to do every single time. Let's see if Instagram's working. We're going to be talking about solar today. All right, ladies on Instagram. Good morning. This is the live version of the podcast. And um, feel free if you want to jump into the Zoom room with us. The link is in our bio on Instagram. And um, we're over here live. And I'm talking to Carissa today about her experience with solar, and she was able to use Larry's electrical guide as well to help with just sort of understanding that and like that whole entire experience. So that's what we're talking about. And uh, we've got some ladies popping up on Instagram. So Carissa, hello. hello. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, um, okay. So why don't you give a little bit of the backstory of... You've had solar more than one time now, right? So you want yes. to talk a little bit about getting solar, that experience. Okay. A little bit before so, we get like why you got it maybe, unless okay. that's combined in that same topic. Okay. So we moved into our house in 2018. I live in California, which is a very popular place for solar. Yep. And in our neighborhood specifically, pretty much every single house has solar. And we have door-to-door -door salesmen coming to our house. It's ridiculous. All different companies constantly. And I was joking with my husband saying, I'd much prefer it was like Girl Scout cookie salesmen, saleswomen or sales girls coming rather than yes. solar people. Yeah. <laughs> but, we get the um, same thing. We have like three to four almost every single week. Yes. And we have solar on our house. Like you can so literally do we. Yeah, exactly. And they still come out and they ask about your true up bill. They ask all these different questions and it's just, it's very overwhelming, but we had gotten it in 2018 when we first moved in. Um, and just because we live in an area where it's very popular. It's very common. Our, uh, our bill was pretty high. So we were hoping to kind of help with that. Um, so that's like the main reason why we decided to get it when we first moved into our home. And we have a lot of sunshine here. Uh, we have to say yes. so like yes. where we live, <laughs> there's a lot of sunshine. It's mostly sunshine, even in winter, there's still a lot of sunshine. So, um, yes. having solar here in California is like a really good fit because of that. Yep. Um, Okay. So you got it because you were hoping to lower your electrical bill. Is that kind of what, what you were? Yeah. Just for? Yep. Okay. Let me see. I'm sorry. For some reason, okay. I can't figure out why Instagram is not working today. I saw some people there, so I don't want them to think that we abandoned them. Let me try to get back on again and see if I can get it one more time. Let's see if I can do it. It's always, you never know. Um, I just hate for the ladies that are literally trying to find us. Uh, okay. So why don't you, so that was in 2018, but then you had mm -hmm. another version put on, right? It's like a second version. Yes. yes. So a couple weeks ago, maybe about a month ago now I was home and we had a gentleman come to our house, a door to door salesman again. Okay. And he was from the company that we had originally purchased with, or so I thought, yep. and he was telling me about asking about the true up bill asking how much we pay. And I don't really feel comfortable sharing that information with anybody. That's, so yeah. I called to make sure that he was an actual representative and they confirmed he was. So then I felt comfortable talking to him. Yep. Um, but he told me that with PG&E, they're going to be switching over to a different type of uh, plan, basically. So it's going to be NEM3 yep. instead of NEM2, mm -hmm. which would, is not as beneficial for solar customers. Right. And he told me that if you have a true up bill, you're obviously not generating enough energy for the consumption that we're doing. So 
He said mm. that it's recommended that we come out and look at the solar panels you currently have and see if we can just reconfigure them so that you are generating more energy to hopefully eliminate your true up bill completely or and add more solar panels. In case people don't know what a true up bill, that's like <clears throat> basically at the end of the year, whatever you, so the solar is still paying for, is still uh, like offsetting a lot of the electrical that you're using. Mm the power but if there's a difference that's the true up bill that's what you pay at the end of the year so that's what she's talking yeah. about it's i mean do you, do you remember what yours was i think oh yeah ours was like 500 the first year okay. and then it went all the way up to it was this year it was over almost 800 yeah i i i'm wondering what ours is but i don't think it's significant i'd say it's under 500 but we do have a it's a big house with large ceilings yeah. And I know where we live is still hotter than where you live. So yeah, it's, um, it's still way better. I mean, we used to pay almost $400 a month, four or $500 a month. Yes. Exactly. No yeah. little kids in the house. Like that's a lot of money, right? I'd rather pay the once a year than as yours do in April. Cause ours is always due in April, right around tax season. <laughs> So that's even, always great too. Like, honestly, <laughs> I don't remember. Um, okay, so they came out and their suggestion was that they're going to kind of adjust or edit or modify yeah. the existing system to hopefully make it so you basically didn't pay anything. Yes. Okay. So, um, what was your experience with that? So, interestingly enough, um, I was working with this gentleman, and then my husband started getting phone calls from somebody completely different. Mm -hmm. And from the exact same company, a different representative. And oh, I was wow. confused because I thought that they would work together, but apparently they don't. Yeah. Um, and so then I had my husband call to confirm that this person was actually a representative again, because I don't understand why he was calling after this yeah. other person was already kind of helping us. So my husband confirms and he ends up working with this guy and they decide to have the person come out and do a site assessment. And um, what he was going to do was bring a drone out wasn't going to get up on the roof. He's going to bring a drone out and look at the roof and just see how everything was configured and then let us know what he thought. Wow. So he did that's, that. Yeah. That's kind of cool though. For one, I didn't yeah. know they used a drone. Our guy just climbs up there, but that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. So when they, obviously when they installed it the first time, they were all over our roof in 2018. Yeah. And, um, just to kind of backtrack on something is we were having our gutters cleaned like a year later. And yeah. the guy said, I noticed that a lot of your, your Test. roof tiles are cracked. Did, are you guys having any leakage in your house? Is your roof leaking? And I said, no. I said, yeah, there, there's a lot of cracked tiles up there and a lot of them are around the solar panels. So I wasn't really happy about that. Yep. Um, and so this time around, I made sure that my husband told them like, we do not want, you guys need to be extremely careful yeah. walking on the roof. And if you see anything up there, can you let us know? Yeah. So there's and or just repair the ones that you've broken. How about that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, so the guy comes out, does the thing with the drone, tells us he'll get back to us in a couple of days with his recommendation. Um, he gets back to us and I very clearly remember my husband having this conversation because he told me about it, but the guy tells him that we don't need any new panels, that we could just reconfigure the ones that we have and we won't be paying anything additional. Right. Um, so like, okay, that sounds great. So they set up a date to do the reconfiguration and we're, you know, go about our way. Yeah. The reconfiguration date comes and these two guys show up to deliver panels. They just start taking them out of the truck, putting them on our driveway. And I asked my husband, cause I, I let, I was letting him deal with it. Cause I was yeah. dealing with some other stuff and I said, I thought they were just reconfiguring. I didn't think we were getting any additional panels added. Like you're right. He goes out there, asks the guys, the guys that I don't know, we're just the ones delivering it. The classic, right? No communication yeah. between the, no. yep. So they have to deliver them. So they put them on our driveway and there's like five new panels, all kinds of wiring. It was, it took up like half of our driveway. Yeah. We had to move all of our cars. Um, so they tell him to call the representative. Who's the one that had come out and done the original like assessment. So he yeah. calls him. The guy says, oh, apparently there is a misunderstanding. It's like, right. you are going to have five new panels installed. Um, and you're going to pay an additional $83 a month. So my husband had him pull up the contract. He pulled up the contract. They looked at it together. So there was just a huge misunderstanding and miscommunication between both of them. The guy apologized and said, we can cancel. You don't have to continue it. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Um, was the $83 a month to pay for the extra five? That's basically financing ish, -ish the panels, yes. not in addition to your regular electrical bill. Okay. Yes. Exactly. To pay for the five panels. Okay. Yeah. So me and my husband talked about it. We agreed like, okay, I think this is going to be beneficial in the long run. So let's just do it. It's already here. We'll just do it. 
So the guy tells him, okay, since, you know, the, the, the install team will be there around 11. 11 o'clock rolls around, nobody's there. Two o'clock rolls around, my husband decides to call the representative and yeah, say, I'm hey, like, what's going on? You guys gave him <laughs> um, a lot more time than I would have. We did. <laughs> we yeah. did. Um, he says, I'm so sorry. They're doing another job that they got caught up on. Right. Um, I don't think they're going to get to you today. Okay. So my husband tells them it's about to start raining and all of these things are on our driveway. I don't know what can get wet and what can't. So yeah. they decide to, hi, they okay. decide to, um, have the people come and put them in our garage. So around five o'clock, right. When it starts raining, these guys come who probably just finished their other job right. and they put them in our garage. My husband asks them, Hey, do you know when these are going to get installed? No, we don't know. You have to talk to your rep. Okay, great. So he calls the rep again and the rep says, yeah, the first available ability we have is about two weeks out. So my husband was pissed <laughs> as was yeah. I, yeah. um, because we'd already had this scheduled for weeks. Yeah. And so you have all I, this stuff in your garage. Yeah. You can't we can't park around. in our garage. Yeah. No. So magically the guy was able to get the date moved up to the next day and they came on time, which was wonderful. But, um, it was so funny because after listening to episode 55 with you and Larry talking about solar, yeah, it was the exact image of what you described. These young kids come, I don't know how old they were. There's four of them. They were yeah. nice enough. Yeah. Um, but it's but an entry level, basic beginner construction job. They don't really know the consequences of what they're doing. And it's, yeah. it's really, it's not even really their fault. It's yeah. Solar companies are taking advantage of young people, young men, usually who mm -hmm. need a job, but it's like a job we're going to talk about or any other place. Right. It's like, but yet you're dealing with a lot of money, a yeah. lot of consequences to your primary residence, which is your normal, most people's biggest asset. And then you throw in electrical, which is safety <laughs> fires, all kinds of stuff. And it's like the solar companies just don't take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. They just don't. So, okay. So it was basically exactly like what Larry and I talked about. Yes, it was. <laughs> I had wished. So unfortunately we had had all this done before episode 55 came out. And then I listened to episode 55 after, which was yeah. helpful for me after the fact, but, um, so the guys are there, they have to obviously have to park in the driveway. They take everything out of the garage. They get all their stuff set up and they get to work. And I had to go run some errands a little bit later in the day. I walk out and I hear a guy up on the roof say, Hey, can you bring me the blower? There's some rocks up here. I'm thinking, why are there rocks on my roof? <laughs> So, and why would you need a, well, I'm like, why would you use a blower? How about just carefully pick them up? And I'm you know, saying, <laughs> you would think only yeah. a man would blow rocks off of a, <laughs> off of a roof onto other cars or glass yeah. or children. Yeah. Or onto me going out to or run the neighbor's race. house. Or <laughs> yeah. So I go, okay. to, I go to my car. I, I make a note, mental note of that to remember that, that whole thing. Go to my car. I come back and there's a guy, there's literally just rocks all over my front lawn. So they had just blown the tile. Literally blown the rocks yes. off. Oh my God. All over my front lawn. Hilarious. And there's a guy, there's a guy there that another guy who came, I don't know who he was and was cleaning them up. And he sees me look at him and I say, are those from, a, are, are those broken tiles? He said, yes, but we're replacing them. Oh, they weren't rocks. They were the tile pieces was the of broken tiles. Tile. Yes. Oh. So he said, yes, they are, but we're replacing them. Thankfully, we do have some extra tiles that were on the side of the house that they yep. used to supposedly yep. replace them. But yeah, they were my tiles that they had been either from prior or from when they were up there. So who knows if they were from the 2018 job and they happened to go up there and be like, oh, there's, what is all this? Now. Yeah. Who knows? So yeah. That so they, so funny. <laughs> yeah. So there's, they are, there are still rocks in my grass from the tile because yeah. there were such small pieces. Right, exactly. Ladies that are on Instagram, if you're wondering where we are, we're over here having the, the conversation with Carissa. So jump into the Zoom room if you want to actually see us and, and join in. The link is in our bio in our Instagram. So I'm laughing because this is like so classic, the difference between men and women. I constantly tell people that women are better carpenters, contractors, everything, because just like you don't have to tell a woman to not do that. Like, it's just basic common sense. You would just be like, hey, can I get a soft broom? And I'm going to gently capture these things and put them in a bag and then hand them down to the person not blast them all over her lawn which now she her husband's gonna or you're gonna mow which now all those little bits and shards of of those ceramic glass whatever those tiles are are now in your mower 
being flung to the maybe or to hit a car like it's just like what <laughs> I know that's exactly what I thought. In. So here's my not to take the take this, but it's kind of a no, no. Bit of a slimmer when they put all our black windows in, which I adore and I love. But I mean, I was here every fucking second of that, right? And even with me being here, every second of that, constantly, like you can't do that, you can't do that, don't do that, you can't do that, don't put all that black caulking there on my on my uh, driveway because that silicone it'll never come off, right? Like oh. every every second, I was running around to these five different crews. Like you can't do that. Don't do that. Put a blanket down, sweep that up. Don't walk on that. <laughs> like, don't oh lay God. the tree, like all that trim they had for around every single window in our house. Like there's like 30 windows or whatever. When they first just came in with all their dirty, muddy boots, they just walked right into my entryway with my hardwood floors and just threw all the trim down in the entryway. And then everybody else was just walking over it. And I'm like, what the how about you put the nice finished trim on the side where no one's on it? And they're literally all day long. They would have walked on that. So I picked it up. I moved it out of the way. That's horrible. And even like our windows, like our big backs, when they were just like you said, they just show up with all these young guys and they just yeah. start taking windows out. And ours are black, black, like anything you can see on it, any scratch, any drag marks, anything mm -hmm. black. inside, outside black. Right. And they just start laying them in our drive. We have a three-car garage driveway. Yeah. So it's a big driveway. They just start laying them on the concrete. I'm like, with no blanket, like nothing. What underneath are them. you doing? I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> but see, I didn't mind being a bitch about it. I was like, absolutely not. Nope, nope, nope. These all go on cabinet blankets. One, why are you laying them on concrete? Why don't you have pads? Like, yeah. So yeah. I totally understand. And they ruined our front lawn, like just threw all their tools on it. It's not a huge lawn, but it was a pretty, it was a nice lawn. They threw all their heavy metal tools, all their bags, all that stuff, their cleated boots, everything. They just trashed our grass. Like it was just ruined when they were gone. And I was just like, oh my God. Can you yeah. do anything in that situation? Yeah, you they can, do absolutely. You can. So you can, uh, we already requested money to repair the lawn. Oh, absolutely. okay. Yeah. They're supposed to not, they're supposed to leave it better than when they got there, not damaged. Yeah. Stuff, right. The concrete, the same thing. They drop tools, chip the concrete. I mean, they just used it like they're in a dirt pad, like a dirt field. Right. And I'm like, so this is the biggest difference between why I love employing women because they just, you don't even have to say those things to somebody. Like you're not going to set your tools right on a finished floor, finished concrete. Yeah. Cause you can't repair that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and Oh, That's here's insane. another example of we had three redwood trees taken down like a month ago and uh, it's a very reputable company, but again, reputable companies hire the lowest level people, right? The youngest mm -hmm. the beginners, the people that right need a beginner level entry job. So the young kid, I happened to be just standing there. I wouldn't have even seen this. He walks through our side gate, all the new concrete we had just poured from six months ago. And he's got his chainsaw that he's carrying for his boss. He's carrying it upside down. I can see it's upside down, but what I didn't know was he had just put a whole thing of oil in that to get it ready to be used and didn't put the cap on. Oh God. But when he turned it upside down and was walking, he was literally pouring <gasps> quarts of oil okay, on Gosh. my previous concrete. And I was like, absolutely not. Stop, stop, stop. And he's like, what, what? And I'm like, put the tool down, turn it over. I, we need to clean this up immediately. He literally would have just left this huge puddle of oil. Yeah. The walkway that they, now everybody was going to walk through to take all the limbs out and he would have spread oil all over my entire concrete from the beginning of my house, all through my driveway, my side yard, all the new concrete, all the way to the back concrete. And literally I had to run and get a blanket and throw it down there. He was going to just pour water on it. Like I was like, yeah. So ladies be around when stuff is, was happening around your house and just jump in because they don't yeah. know these basics. Like they just don't know this stuff. I don't know why, but okay. So back to you, not to get off on my rant. No, that's, it makes me sad that like companies do that, that they hire these they people for these. They don't value that stuff. That's, that's know. the difference between, I think us as, as women is like, that stuff's just like standard for us. They don't have that yeah. standard. They don't, just, yeah. don't think it's important. <laughs> Um, okay. So they came out, <laughs> where are we at with your story? Sorry. I hijacked it. Uh, them putting a bunch of rocks in my lawn. So I'm glad that right. I said something because the guy could see on my face that I was, uh, why, what is all of this going on on my lawn? And he's like, we're going to fix yep. it. We're going to fix it. So they said they fixed it. Um, 
and they were done, I think around like five o'clock that day. And then they ended up leaving. Um, but while they were there, like the guys were, guys were for the most part, like very nice, but they were playing music extremely loud. It was like, they were at like a, a family barbecue or like a picnic or something. Yeah. Just explicit, loud music on top of the roof. Right. So and all of my your, neighbors could hear. You've got your two <laughs> so, little kids there and they're like yeah. swearing and just talking about kind of inappropriate stuff. Like yes. I've had that experience as well. Yes. Like, so they, we don't want to hear they, about your sexual exploits the night before no. ex lady. Like my God, it's a job site. <laughs> no, like, thank you. It's a work site, you know? Okay. Yeah. And so they so, finished it. And that was that for that day. Yeah. Um, and then we, a couple I'm trying to think like about a week later, um, another gentleman shows up young as well. And he said he had to come and replace a wire before the city inspector came. Cause the city inspector was coming that day to sign yeah. everything off. So I'm like, okay, go do what you need to do. And this was, so this was after episode 55 had come out. So I asked him, I said, Hey, do you know what the load calculation was done? The look on his face, the deer and headlights look that I got from I him. Wish, I was like, why didn't you film that? Why <laughs> did you not film that for us? Like, I feel bad for him because he probably doesn't even know what a load calculation no. is, much less the the housewife knowing enough to ask what's the load calculation. Was it done? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. He's like, he, yeah. And he was just like shocked that I even asked. And he said, you know, I, I don't know. Um, let me check the paperwork and I'll let you know. Like, okay, I had to go run another errand. So I left, came back. And at that point, the um, inspector was there and it was almost like they were friends and they knew each other. They probably see each other at different jobs. Oh, they do. Yeah. 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 They were chatting it up. Yeah. Yeah. They were chatting it up and um, didn't talk to me. I'd had no idea if anything was signed off, but I assumed it was because they didn't tell me that it wasn't. Um, And then the guy actually asks me, the the younger kid, once the inspector leaves, like, hey, why did you ask about a load calculation? And I was like, you know, I just wanted to know because all this new electrical work was done. There should have been a load calculation done. And he tells me, oh, he's like, well, I don't see it in my paperwork that I have here, but I'm going to go back to the office and I'm going to look. And um, if there is something- I'm so proud of you that you said it just like that though. (laughs) Like you didn't, him and all, you said it just like that. If all this electrical work, a load calculation should have been done to make sure it's safe emphatically statement. I love it. That's exactly how it should be said. Yeah. Well, and he, he wasn't the one that did the install. He wasn't the one that came out. So of course he's probably not going to know. Yeah. And the paperwork he had didn't have anything. So he said, let me go back to the office and I'll look. And if I, if I find something, I'll call you. If I don't find anything, I won't call you like, okay. So he didn't call me. So obviously he didn't find anything or he just forgot to look. So I take it upon myself to call the city, the city. And I say, Hey, I want to know about this permit on my house. I want to find out if it was signed off and if there was a load calculation done. And the person that's the person that's talking to me. It's so cute. She's like, I've never, ever had a woman call and ask that. That's great. (laughs) I know it should be standard just so everybody knows this should be the standard, but unfortunately it's not. So yeah. yeah. And this was before I did any of Larry's stuff before I did the electric vehicle guide. So I was doing this all prior and she says, well, the permit was signed off. So I assumed that it was done. Okay. To me, that still wasn't good enough. So yeah. I made an appointment to go in and actually get a copy of the permit, which oh, is, I love it was, it. ladies <laughs> hear this. The information is your house. It's your investment. Yeah. You paid for this. You're going to keep paying for it. Right this is super important. If your house burns down, like this is really important. It's not like, I love that. You're just like, I'm just going to make an appointment until I actually know that I'm safe. Like, this is yeah, great. Something inside tells me that it was something was not done correctly. And I don't, I don't like having that feeling. So until I get the permit in my hands and I can actually read through it and see exactly what was yeah. done, I'm not going to feel comfortable, especially after listening to episode 55. Episode 55. Well, so, the whole week, right? I mean, yeah, the whole week. Yeah. But, um, so unfortunately they were booked out three weeks for appointments to just go and get it, to pick up a copy of the permit. So it's going to be this week that I'm going to get it after this. Really? You um, had to wait yeah. three weeks for the copy. That's interesting. You have to make an appointment to go in and meet with somebody and then they pull it and then you can get it. So apparently they have, are only by appointment only right now still. Wow. Okay. Probably just staffing with COVID and all that, but yeah. okay. interesting. So I wasn't, you know, it is what it is and I'm going to get it this yeah. week and I'll update you once I get a chance to look at it, but okay. yeah, that was, that was that part of it. And then I did. And so then, for, right. So then the next step was that she decided she wanted to uh, buy Larry's little load calculation guide and actually go through and learn 
more about the actual power that's going on inside your house, yeah. right? You're not yeah. planning to do a kitchen, but it's still just good to know, like, what is yeah. the capacity of electrical in my house? What is, what are the consequences of putting the solar on the first solar, the second solar? Um, do I have room to do a kitchen remodel? Like, mm -hmm. is it safe right now? <laughs> right? Yeah, so exactly. What, what was your experience going through Larry's electrical guide? It was so helpful because I'm a very visual person. So he has a lot of like really good pictures on there that shows you what the main panel is supposed to look like if it's full or if it has space yeah. also tells you about the sub panels and what they're supposed to look like. And if it's full, ours is completely full. Mm -hmm. Um, and I actually was texting with Larry, as I'm sure, you know, texting with him, asking him like, what is this? Like, is this a quad? Like he has, yeah, he's, you asked, so you asked, informative. you asked some really, really good questions. I was actually thinking your experience was so, was so, you know, like illuminating. I was thinking it would be fun to have Larry come on and maybe walk through some other ladies doing the same thing. Cause they could yeah. actually ask in real time, right. We could be, yeah. you could be sharing your phone and we could actually be looking at your panel and Larry yes. would be able to just tell you definitively, like, yes, no, that's what this mm -hmm. is. That's what this is. What about like, one of the things that I really liked about it was that it was very, I don't know if proactive is the word, but like, it, for me, it gave me like a really good sense of control because I could just physically yes. walk over to my appliances. He shows you exactly where to look. I could walk over to this other thing around in the garage. I can look exactly where he's telling me where to look, right? Whereas like, if you tried to figure that out by yourself, like, yeah, I don't think there's any way that anybody would actually really be able to confidently figure that out. But I thought the guide, yeah. the pictures were really good and the why behind yes. the pictures and how it's all connected, right? All how the yes. appliances the the power that's coming into the house and where the house is where the power is mm -hmm. distributed how it's distributed I think he does a very good job of explaining that I think yeah well and the worksheet is great too you it is it's so the worksheet that he has in there is really helpful like the one we fill out but also the example worksheet that he has that breaks it yeah. down like as an example house mm -hmm. that was very helpful for me to look back and forth to on and yeah. see that and then yeah, just learning about the different types of panels and like which ones are dangerous, which ones you should have immediately replaced. Um, right. The different, yeah. yeah, it was extremely helpful, especially with the pictures and, um, and being so able to you, reach out to him was very helpful too. Awesome. And so what did you, what did your load calculation tell you? So <laughs> what's the answer? Let, let me show you how many times I had to redo it because I was like, kept writing stuff down wrong. There's like so many scribbles. <laughs> That's so great though. Yeah. So, she, so Larry basically creates kind of like a formula. It's like a literally a step-by-step -step worksheet. Once you go and get all yeah. the information, you bring it back to this one page and it's kind of like calculating like a recipe, right? Mm -hmm. It's the bottom and you're like, there's your number. Yes or no, yep. you're over power, under power. And so it tells you kind of the capacity, right? Of yep what of, you can add or what, what you, you can, can do. actually, yeah, where you're at now and, and can you add anything or not? Mm -hmm. And so what was, what were like your numbers? What was the bottom lines? So when I first talked to Larry, we thought that my main service panel was only 100 amps. Well, okay. then we, I, I actually sent him a different picture and he said it was, we can assume it's 200, which thank God, because if it was only 100, I would have only had six available amps left, which <laughs> is not a lot. Nothing. Yeah. And then with the 200, it brought it up to 74 which helped a lot, which so is 74% capacity of what's available. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you so feel have... safe about, you feel that you're not over like that. The solar, the basic bottom line is that you feel okay that the solar that was put on and or modified, mm -hmm. they did it right. But if yeah. even if they did that, it was not overpowering your house. Like it wasn't yes. holding too much from the capacity. Yep. Okay. And I told, I did tell Larry that if we did decide to do anything else, that we would be hiring an electrician because we probably need to have them look at our panels and figure yeah. out a better way to configure them or get a new panel. Yeah. Um, but thankfully we don't that. really have any significant plans anytime yeah. soon. But you actually have capacity to do other mm -hmm. things. Like if you wanted to yep. do a kitchen model or a pool or a hot tub or yep. a Tesla or something like that, at least you have something to work with. Mm -hmm. And you know that, whereas, so like, if now, if let's just say you wanted to buy a Tesla, you wouldn't just go buy a Tesla. You'd find out what it's going to pull for the actual high-speed charger. Then mm -hmm. you'd be able to go back to your calculation and either make the Tesla person, the electrician prove to you that they're doing it correctly and that they know 
where the power is, right? Like that's yep. the power. That's the point of the confidence is that you yourself know as a homeowner, you're not relying on the expert to yes. tell you because they either one don't know or two won't. And you really don't know. And it's your house. That person's gone. Mm-hmm. It's your house that might burn down. Not yeah. the person who did the thing for a day, right? Like that's the point is that, um, and I know, I know what some ladies would say as well. It's too complicated. That's not, you know, isn't that what we're paying them for? They're, they're legitimate, they're licensed companies or they're a large company. I mean, a lot of the companies you and I work mm-hmm. with, these are really big quote unquote legitimate companies, but yeah. it's who they hire. And it's not like that yeah. young kid is doing it on purpose or intentionally, right? But still <laughs> you would have a very hard time. Let's just say that your house does burn down because of something okay, so maybe three years from now, you might get some money back because you proved your court, your case in court and you were able to document it well enough. And then you were able to have enough money mm-hmm. to keep proving it. And maybe you got some money back, but what are you supposed to do in the meantime? Like yeah. the next day, you know, like, and we all know that insurance doesn't, it's not really replacement, right? When you, when yeah. something happens, uh, we have one of our ladies, Julie, right? She's installing our cabinets right now. Well, that was because of a flood of a mudslide into her kitchen, to her whole house. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's taken months and months and months to get any money back from that. And so they had to put the money up themselves first to start Mm -hmm. the kitchen. And they're, they're still, you're still putting in more money than you think you are from an insurance job, right? Yeah. It's never actually replacing it the way that it is now. So you just don't want that to happen. Not to mention loss of life, safety, inconvenience, like all the things that can just happen. And um, because of the people that, that these large companies hire. Mm -hmm. It was very eye-opening to do this and empowering, but it was eye-opening because like you said, like the fact that this person only cares about their job, like they don't care about the future. They don't, they don't, they aren't going to ask you, Oh, are you planning on putting a pool in? Are you planning on getting an electric vehicle? Like you and Mary talked about they only care about their specific tasks for that day. Yeah. And yeah. as long as their our electrical can cover that, that's all they care about. Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes they just don't even know. Like that's the yeah. part that uh I only know because Larry's my husband. And so he yeah. all, like, he handled the permits for anything we've ever done. Like our we put in a new air conditioning unit, needed new power, we put in a new sub panel, like he handled all that. So we knew for sure. But like if we if it had just been me, I wouldn't have known either, right? I would have yeah assumed that the person did the load calculation and that we had enough room to actually add that sub panel because yeah. a lot of times people will just sort of because electrical is behind the walls you can't tell if it's not working yeah right it's not like it instantly doesn't work it can still be technically working but you're creating that resistance which builds up fires inside your walls and so you may not know that for a month or three months later or six months later right so that's part of the issue is that it's it's a lot easier to see if something doesn't work with other trades, but specifically electrical, it's one of those things that's very difficult to tell if it's not working. Mm-hmm. You can't see it. You can't really smell it, feel it. Like, so it's just, it's so even it's too more important. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that same way with plumbing because water's behind the walls. And when mm-hmm. people try to do their yeah. own plumbing for a kitchen, hire their brother, do it free, get their neighbor, get the handyman down the street, someone at their church that says they know how to do plumbing. It's the same level of risk because you do all this yeah. work, all this time and money and sacrifice and like one little tiny joint behind the wall that wasn't sweated correctly, meaning soldered on correctly, mm-hmm. busts and undoes absolutely everything in a split second because of the pressure of water, right? It's just too big of a risk. Just mm-hmm. make sure certain things are done really, really well. So yeah. that's my, that's my spiel about electrical <laughs> and water, just because I'm in so, the kitchen business and I get a lot of jobs because of water. Like that's almost the number one reason why I got so many kitchen jobs is because of water damage. So how would you know, like, for example, if, when I decide to hire an electrician, if we add anything else, what, <clears throat> what would you or Larry recommend for hiring an electrician that actually knows what they're talking about? Cause I mean, there yeah. are, I'm sure there's some that are licensed or whatever, and they still yeah. aren't great. That, there you... is it's just like everything. There's like a range of doctors, yeah. dentists, everything, right? Yeah. For me, I think it comes down to communication. Like when you know, as the woman, the mom of the yeah. house, and you're asking really good, insightful, quite like really good questions, 
that person's either going to kind of rise to the occasion or not. Like you're going to yeah. be like, just like that kid's like, what? <laughs> like you could just tell he didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah. So like if it was me doing electrical, I would one hire someone who's willing to have those conversations with me mm-hmm. and explain to me that the things that I want, like, let's just say I want this and this and this. And, and I'm like, do I have enough power for that? Do I have enough capacity for that? I want you to show me, tell mm-hmm. me that you've done such and such calculation and that, th- that it's okay. Like, yes. that's how I would tell it. And if the person's like, oh yeah, yeah, you're fine. You got to, I'm like, no, I, I just, just like how you kept going a little bit deeper, right. You mm-hmm. then called the city. Then you, now you've made an appointment to get your permit. You didn't just accept the answer at face value. You, yeah. you accepted it when you had proof. Yeah. It's the same thing with technical specs, right? When you're hiring a, a, someone to do electrical or put your appliances in or whatever it is, and they have to look at the technical specs mm-hmm. for each individual appliance and show me that they have looked at the specs and that that matches the picture of where it's supposed to be. It's the proof. I don't want yeah. you to just say, oh yeah, the outlet's there. No, I want you to show me on the technical spec that it's four inches up and 12 inches over. And it's this exact amperage of outlet. Like that's Mm -hmm. their job. That's what they're paying you. So if that person can't do that for me, then I don't trust that they've done their job. Yeah. Like pretty, like I'm looking for proof is how I, is how I tell. Okay, good. Cause that's what I I think that's, (laughs) I I think that's the answer. Like I'm like, how else would I do it? I mean, how else would you do anything else? Right? Like if you hire someone to do it, you look for the proof that it's been done Mm -hmm. correctly. I think with construction, women just, they're uncomfortable asking that. Usually it's a man to prove himself, right? To prove that he's done it yeah. or that he knows what he's doing. But I don't think you should feel uncomfortable. Again, I'm not doing it in a really aggressive way, but I don't personally feel uncomfortable asking for confirmation of that, like mm-hmm. physical proof of that. Because it is your home, it's your investment, and it's gonna ultimately going to be your issue to deal with if something goes wrong. Yeah. Cause then they leave. Um, like yeah. we, we had our back, we had our black windows put in, we had a black, black slider. And I noticed when they left, you know, they'd said it's guaranteed 25 year warranty, anything at all. And I'm like, I don't really believe that, but okay. So when we, uh, when they had laid that back, that huge slider down, right. And then drug it before I caught them and told them to stop, right? They had, it had been on the handle, right? This big, beautiful black oh, yeah. handle, right? That's taller than the window. So it had, you know, drag marks, it's black. So you could see the silver underneath that it's made out of, right? And they were just going to leave, right? When the job was done, I was like, does no, you've been here all day, like 14 hours. They've touched this window like a hundred thousand times practically. I'm like, does anybody not see this huge scratch mark? And it's right. I mean, it's literally right in front of you. And he's like, Oh, I wonder how that happened. I was like, that was when it was laying on the driveway 12 hours ago and you guys drug it remember. And I made you put it on a blanket. <laughs> oh, Oh. And I was like, yeah, that's needs to be replaced. So, um, yeah. it's just in the work order right now. Right. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I'm just like, so two months, it's been what, four months now since we've had that done. So two and a half months ago, they, they showed up and made an appointment kind of like you, right. It took weeks and weeks yeah. to get the appointment, took two months to get the handle. Anyway. So they show up, there's four guys. I'm literally not fucking kidding. Sorry. I used the F word way too much. I'm not to kidding. put in a handle. There's four guys. There's one lead guy. He's probably about 27. And then there's three younger guys that absolutely can't be over 20. Okay. And <laughs> they're all dressed in their matching uniforms. Right. And I was like, wow. Okay. And so then they come in, they don't put any blankets, the same as before, right? Stomping their boots all over. I could tell they had mud everywhere from the last job they're on. Just threw their stuff everywhere, just like last time. <laughs> tools, right? I was like, please don't set your metal hard tools on my hardwood floor, my dark yeah. chalk ground floor. Put down a blanket, a towel, anything, right? And so the same issue. So I just, I'm like, okay, I'm just not going to watch, right? Because it's too obvious. And I'm just like, I can't believe it's taking four people. So it's three people watching one guy doing it. It's about, I don't know, maybe five minutes. Right. And he's like, okay, we're done, ma'am. And so I was like, okay. And so I was like, do you mind if I just look at it? He's like, oh no, it's perfect. Like it's done. It's, it's good to go. We're good. We know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. I was like, oh, so he so didn't it, want you to look at it. I was like, oh, so it took four of you guys. That's interesting. He's like, well, I mean, yeah, we just like to have extra guys just in case something happens. I'm like, okay. So they leave. I, I literally don't look right. But this is what you guys do is you never confirm. 
I already probably knew there was going to be a problem. Sure enough, they leave. I was like, whatever. It's not costing me any money. I walk to the back of the house. I go to the outside. I look at the brand new handle. The handle is now good. But when they were putting the screws in, okay, their tool scratched the outside in the exact same way of the base plate. So now there's this huge silver scratch oh mark gosh. around both <laughs> screws. Okay. I mean, literally right in front of you when you walk in and out of the house. Right. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me, but see, that's confirmation. Normally I would have just been like, no, I want to see it. Let's go look at it. And I've been like, okay, well, clearly that's not going to work. So let's order another base plate. Yeah. That's what women don't do. They don't get confirmation. They don't ask for it. They feel embarrassed. They feel uncomfortable. Well, yeah. Especially if somebody's saying like, no, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. We know what we're doing. And then you are hoping that they do, but so did they replace the base plate? Yeah. So that was two, it was two months ago. So two days ago, it was going to take three weeks for them to drive it out to install it. And I was like, never mind, wow. I'm a carpenter. I'll come up and get it. So I drove up and I got it. And it was supposed to be just literally the base plate. They just gave me a whole new handle. They're just like, here, take it, put it on. I was like, okay, thank you. Wow. That's so, crazy. yeah. So men are just very, very confident. And a lot of times women take that confidence mm-hmm. that it's accurate or whatever, but that's sort of just how they are. So I don't believe the confidence. All right. Well, I appreciate you sharing it. So overall, you liked Larry's electrical load calculation guide. You've got two oh, thumbs yeah. up for it, right? Yep. Two okay. It was helpful. It. And mm-hmm. uh, we're going to, we're going to add that to a page on our website, you ladies. So you can see like a little bit of a video from Larry kind of explaining how to use it, but you can obviously listen back to this episode and see how Carissa used it. And I think it's like a, it's to me, it should be standard for home ownership because of yeah. is so important. It's so much a part of like everything you do, not just for kitchens, but all these other things that we add on. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just good to know what your house's capability actually is not trusting yep. someone else's. Well, they don't even tell you like they, nobody, no, ever they wouldn't have told me if I hadn't asked and they yeah. still haven't really told me. So it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So we had one question that came in, I know we were running long and so I'll do this really quick. Um, we had, let's see who sent this in. I think it was Julia about the face frames on cabinets. We still have the same questions about this. Why I don't recommend face frames on cabinets, why I don't like Craftmade um, or other substitutes, you know, other types of companies. And it's not that they're not legitimate companies. It's just that it's an older style of building cabinets. And it's the same thing I used to do for many years. So it's not that I never did this, but so this is, I don't know if you guys remember the job, the refacing job, where I ripped out some of the old center parts of the cabinets, but this is, you know, the inch and a half wood face frame. Okay. So this is alder cherry. And um, so this is an inch and a half wide. So if you had a cabinet, and you have an inch and a half and an inch and a half, right? That's three inches of wasted space. And that's every single cabinet along the entire length. And this is just inch and a half, right? Here's how some of them are built, right? You have three inches, an inch and a half, right? So this is the wasted space of the wall of the cabinet, okay? And so that's one reason um, versus this, right? And then, so then what Craftmade does is because they have quote unquote real wood cabinets, because they're using the wood face frame for them, then they use super cheap walls, okay, of three eighths press board with a picture of wood plastic glued onto the wall. That's the part that I'm talking about because the box is actually the most important part because this part gets covered by the doors, right? So this is what we do. This is maple. It's quite heavy when you have a whole cabinet. This is three quarters of an inch wide. And this is not a picture on here. This is the actual real wood with a pre-finished um, conversion varnish finish. So this is waterproof, right? You can't get water through this. Even if you dented this, if you dropped a pot, let's say this is the bottom of the cabinet, okay? You drop something sharp and you poked into the wood, which is quite hard to do because this is very, very hard wood. It's still actual real wood in here. These are layers. This is what creates the strength of the box of the actual wall. Um, believe it or not, it's stronger than solid wood. 
This, this is stronger and it will lay flat. Whereas this can twist, real wood is like a tree, right? It can twist. This is incredibly flat. I'm trying to get a good angle where you can see how flat it is. So even if a little bit of water got into this little layer, because this is real wood, it's not gonna puff up. It's not like press board that is like shredded sawdust, right? And it's like fabric, it just puffs up and it disintegrates. And that's why the walls, like if you look at the pictures of this job, when the water got into the cabinets, it just puffed up and disintegrated and the walls just, they just disintegrate. So all of your slides, your drawers, the weight of everything in it is hanging on the walls. That's why these are more important than the fronts. These are truly decorative and they're not necessary anymore. So we build our cabinets, our RTA cabinets out of this premium maple plywood cabinet grade. It's pre-finished, so it's waterproof all the joints, everything. And so it's just a structurally flatter, stronger, heavier box. Um, I'm gonna do, we have our next episodes with Joanne coming out. And so I show the us building those cabinets and how straight and strong and heavy they are. And we need that because then we're having 30 pounds of drawer slides attached or soft closing blum drawer slides attached. Then we have our beautiful, uh, dovetail maple drawer boxes attached, then you have everything that's inside of that. So these walls need to be strong to hold all of that stuff, right? It's not actually hanging on the front. So that's another thing that's like hard for people to really understand. They're looking at the front, thinking the front's important. This is the part that's important. The actual whole rest of the box, right? The part you don't really see. Um, and then when the doors are put on, right? The doors and drawer fronts, they cover like 90%, they cover this whole thing, right? There, that's a good angle, right? When the doors are open. So there's very little to actually bang or dent, right? When you're pulling stuff in and out of cabinets versus this stuff, which is a lot easier to hit, right? When you're putting stuff in and out of your cabinets. So you're still, like if I took something metal and I hit this edge, right? You have all these little dents and nicks and dings. So even though this is solid wood, it's still dentable and scratchable. And it, it just think about it, common sense. It's a lot easier to hit this. This was an opening, right? It's a much smaller opening than this, which is literally very little of this, even when the door is open, is actually available to be hit. It's basically just a wide opening. So it's just functionally better. It's better for maintenance. It's better. Um, Sometimes one of the women had a question. She was worried about the edge banding coming off. It's never happened to me ever in 30 years, literally. I, I try, I, I would love for you to try to figure out how to get the edge banding off. It's hot glued on and pressed. It is incredibly hard to get off. Like it just doesn't come off. Okay. So you're not going to have to worry about this front edge, the pretty part, because it's going to be covered by the doors and the drawer fronts. And it's just a lot harder to hit it when you're pulling stuff in and out. What's another reason? Um, oh, the other thing was the hinges. So then because they have these, the wood, they use the least amount of uh, the, the worst possible hinges you can put on. They're the smallest. They have, the, they have almost no adjustment at all. They say they're adjustable. They're not adjustable. I'm gonna talk with Joanne. She watched me adjust all of her doors and drawer fronts. And she got to see me literally adjust them like a 64th of an inch, which is like a sheet of paper. I can make tiny little micro adjustments up and down, in and out, and in and out of the cabinets in every single hinge and drawer front. That's what true adjustment is versus adjusted up an inch, down an inch. That's not adjustment to me, right? That's not adjustable. Um, and what's another reason? Um, and then they put the the worst, um, they put the worst, hey ladies that are still on Instagram, um, they put the worst slides on. They use the lowest possible soft closing uh, rated slides because they, again, focus on the fact that they have a face frame front, but it's truly the hardware that matters, the hinges that matter, and the box that matters. This is where most of the work with good cabinets come from. It's like the hidden stuff you don't see. Obviously, you need solid doors, right? The doors are still made of solid wood. You need a good finish, but truly what I see over time when I go back and repair jobs or um, look at my own jobs from 12 years ago, 15 years ago, like I can just see 
the boxes are stable and strong, the slides are still attached and straight, stable and strong. The drawer boxes are still like, like I just put them in, they handle the weight, they handle the use of the kitchen, right? So hopefully that answers the question for Julia about why do I still say to not use craft-made cabinets? It's because they use solid, they use these wood face frames, which covers up the real issues that are going on inside the cabinet for me, quality issue wise. Any questions on that, Krista? Did that make sense? Oh, that makes Did sense. I make, is it more confusing? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have the kind, cause were those from Charlene's job, that other piece of wood? No, this is from a reface job. Oh, okay. Right, cut out the middles of the face frames. It was mm -hmm. the one where it's cherry and now it's white. Oh yeah. The bottoms were all doors and I made the bottoms all drawers and they're, it's white, it's a white kitchen. It's, it's maybe three weeks ago, I think it was on my Instagram. Yeah. It's with this big spice drawer in the middle. Yeah. That kitchen was this color before. Okay. And again, that, that was, was we live in a really nice area, right? These are $900,000 homes, right? These are not like $200,000 homes. And that kitchen I know was probably sold for $50,000 and it's made of crap. The walls just completely disintegrated. The drawers are crap. The slides were crap. The hinges were crap. Literally everything I put in there was higher quality than the original cabinets for a reface. Wow. So. All right, ladies. Thank you. This was a, I'm surprised we stayed on for an hour. This was pretty good, but I did miss our live. <laughs> um, if anybody has any questions, now's the chance. I haven't seen any, I've seen some ladies on Instagram, but I don't see any questions posted. And Pat, if you have any questions, I don't see any in the chat. Now is the time to jump in, raise your hand. Otherwise, we'll just sign off on a beautiful Sunday here. It's lovely outside. What's your weather like? Finally. It yeah. finally stopped raining. It's been raining like the last four oh, really? or five days. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. No, it's nice here. It's really, it's pretty and sunny. I'm going back to Detroit. Uh, we're going to wrap up Joanne's job. She just got her water turned on last night. Oh, she got, nice. She's going to show me some beautiful photos. She has this gorgeous gold faucet. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see it. And um, yeah, we got some cool jobs coming up. We got Kansas mm -hmm. City. We got Texas, um, San Diego. So we got some uh, Oregon. We got some really cool jobs coming up of our cabinets going in. So, all right, ladies, thanks so much for joining us. And Hi. Pat, we will see you later, I guess. All yep. right. Okay. Yep. All right, Thank ladies. You. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.